Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. All right, guys, welcome to Tamas Island Podcast. I'm your host, Tamatonga, my man, Ross Berman. We got a special guest from Tamas Island. Got our homegirl here. She's a great, uh, shoot. Great guest to have here on Thomas Island. She's, she's, I just I just dug into her to, to bring out the heat here. Kanisha, welcome back to the podcast. Hey. We love having you. Yeah. So let's get going here. Uh, Ross, yes. I'll let you. I'm going to hand it over to you, man. What's good? Well, there's there's lots of stuff going on in the world of wrestling right now. Uh, one big thing that was uh, brought up earlier Today was uh, wrestling legend Terry Funk uh, was announced that he is living in assisted living, dealing with uh, dementia currently, and it caused a lot of people to start like sending out tributes on Twitter a lot. And it's all respectful. It's all very much like people who love Terry Funk wanting to, you know, share their love of Terry Funk. And because it's it's such a, a serious such a serious diagnosis, a lot of people, you know, they start to get very maudlin. It starts to get very. Uh, uh, it, it starts to feel like you're, you're talking about someone who's uh, talking about someone as if they're they're dead when they're still very much alive. Isn't that prompted the the family of Terry Funk to to pipe up on Twitter that hey we appreciate all the love that he's getting. In fact, he's he has more good days than bad days. It sounds like, and so he's very much aware of all of the love he's getting today, loving all of the love that he's getting today, but still very much alive. So shout out to Terry Funk, shout out to his family, and shout out to his fans as they all uh, navigate uh, what is what is never an easy an easy process but um, people be tripping all the time man yep they trip they love to come in and they, they like to shoot first ask questions later man <laughs> oh yeah no it's 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 all about trying to be the first to it's not even to pay tribute to comment on a death to comment on a diagnosis uh like i saw this the other yesterday uh richard donner the famous director died and doug benson went on this long now deleted rant about how much he doesn't like richard donner movies and it's like look don't don't get me wrong I, you can feel how you want to about richard donner's movies but the when the body is still warm maybe save the the hot (laughs) takes and i think that it it looks like someone on his team got to those tweets before uh they they created a stir but it's 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 a micro version of a larger problem that we see on twitter of people wanting to be the first to comment wanting to be the first with a a take and sometimes shooting themselves in the foot doing so you gotta do like fact checks every time like something goes off on twitter you got like hold on hold on People love to, <laughs> let me go. Let me go Google this first, yep. all right? Before I before I open up my mouth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. One thing about Twitter is Twitter will kill you yep. immediately. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it's. Oh, you can come back alive after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's you taken, wake up dead on Twitter. <laughs> it, it's taken years off of all of our lives just through the blood pressure uh, alone. But yeah, no, it, uh, shout out to the family of Terry Funk. And it did lead to some hilarious stories being shared. Uh, one that came from Terry Funk's autobiography. In fact, he was talking about... Uh, it, Basically, Insane Clown Posse, one of the ways they made their name in the wrestling world was doing commentary on old matches. And they did commentary on an old Terry Funk match. Terry Funk heard about this and put out word that, hey, if you ever see those Insane Clown Posse guys, let them know I I have issue with them using my match for free. (laughs) And so eventually, a mutual friend of ICP and Terry Funk, Get Terry Funk, uh, and ICP in the same room together. And one of the members of ICP is like, thank you for, you know, everything you've done. We're going to leave you a little bit of money for how much you, you, we've made off of your uh, your match. And Terry Funk's like, no, no, you don't have to leave me money. You don't have to leave me money. And they, they apparently just leave money under like a vase or something as a way to be like, look, you're not going to take it, but we're going to leave it. And so Funk goes over and he's like, well, maybe it's $20, $40. They left him $4,000. And to this day, Terry Funk is like, I'm the biggest ICP fan ever. I have every one of their albums. I haven't listened to them, but I have every single one of them. Love, love the ICP. Hey, the, yo, that's funny. Much love to the, to the Funks, man. They, you yep. know, the little known, uh, unknown fact here, the Funks were the one who brought my, my pop over from Japan, man. They Ooh. brought him over to, I think, Texas. Okay. And, uh, I, think my, I think my pop was only like 19, 19 or 20 years old. And... Uh, mm-hmm. That's where, like, you know, the excursions and, and yep. whatnot that New Japan Young Boys go through. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Funks had a relationship with uh, with Bubba with All Japan. Okay. And uh, that's how my, my pop came here to America, man, was through the Funks. So, you know, well wishes to the Funks, man. Much love, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and a shout out to Dory Funk, who's just recently involved when uh, All Japan did their recent Triple Crown uh, match with the, the after Suama vacated, they had Dory Funk uh, giving a kind of shout out the Funks and, and Japan. They go they go all all the way back, but uh, yeah, yeah, like like we said, shout out to the Funk family, shout out to Terry Funk. Uh, hope uh, hope this is an easy an easy time for y'all. Even though I know it, it will probably not not be that uh, that easy. Speaking of stuff that's not that easy, but we got to talk about it anyway. If we're gonna be talking about wrestling news. Jimmy Uso was arrested uh, for DUI last night. Uh, his second in two years, his third uh, overall. Uh, not a not a great look, especially when he's involved in one of the most uh, you know prominent feuds in WWE at the moment. Uh, in fact, it, it sounds like based, there there are rumors out there circulating via the the oft. Uh, the, the off-verified WrestleVotes account that they, it sounds like there might be actual consequences for WWE with this news because they are a publicly traded company. They have a lot of different masters, so to speak, right now. And so having someone who has been this public get caught for, it sounds like an aggressive D, DUI. It's the, they blew a point two, uh, uh, which is not, is t- over twice the legal limit. Uh, just not a not a great look, but we hope he he gets some gets some help and he he's bounced back from something like this before. And I think if if anything, he he might be able to bounce back again if he gets the right support system and the right the right help for him. I mean, what do you, what do you all think of the 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 Jimmy Uso situation? I mean, because especially SmackDown because like I seen yeah. her on Twitter popping yep. off. I want I want to hear what she got to say. <laughs> I can't do anything. No, no I, we all watching. It's one, it's one of those things where it's disappointing, mm-hmm. um, especially when you have someone that you, everyone is, you know, loves. You really don't hear a lot of bad things about yep. either of the Usos, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think more about, you know, Naomi, mm-hmm. her having to deal with it. Everyone knows how diplomatic she is. She's the yeah. nicest person ever. She's one of those people that kind of holds everything in. Don't, you know, don't let things ruffle her feathers. But at the same time, this is one of the times that I want to hear her. Okay, that's a damn enough. Like mm-hmm. at some point, someone's going to have to step in and say, what, what you doing? Because yep. you could have hurt somebody. You know what I mean? And that's more so what I was looking at. Like, okay, as tight as that family appears to be, I'll say appears to be because I don't know them personally. Yep. As tight as the family appears to be, who's going to be the one to kind of like big brother him, so to speak, and like, dude, mm-hmm. you got to get this shit together because it's not it's not okay at this point. It, you can tell there's, there's a problem yep. um, because it's a lot of aggression. When you get those, every time you hear a report is a lot of aggression yep. behind it. Yep. So I just hope he gets help, the help that he needs. And thankfully, nobody was hurt. That's yes, the main thing for me. Absolutely. Yes. So far, no one has been hurt. And it it it, it, it does sound like he has an, an aggressive history. It doesn't sound like he's a bad guy, but it does sound like that because uh, not only does he have the DUIs, but he also has an incident of drunkenly fighting with uh, the police a couple of years ago. He does sound like a guy that, you know, it, it sounds like alcohol makes his blood boil and that you know like like you said i don't i don't want naomi to come out that's all polynesian let me tell y'all something (laughs) yeah let me tell y'all something we are known in japan Mm. oh the tongans and the samoans man the japanese when i first got to japan they were like hey don't give these guys alcohol, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you were coming in with you didn't you, they didn't even know you you already had a reputation. Oh man. They're especially oh. Fale. They they like when we went over sponsor, Fale wasn't allowed to drink around yep. us because he, he's the nicest dude anyway when he drinks, but they were just like, nah, we don't want to risk anything. But but alcohol, man, yep. it, that uh that burns a different kind of candle inside. But uh to speak for you know on, on what's happening with them, uh shit, it sucks, man. Because yeah. it's July Fourth weekend, and we're adults, you know, yeah. we're 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 having a little fun. Like, hey, it happened, and it sucks that it keeps happening with him. And uh, but hey, you live and you learn, and you try to keep moving forward. It's, it's a rough patch, you know, and you just try to you know smooth <laughs> it out and move forward with it. So, yeah. you know, Abs- good luck, bro. You know, our fam, you know, our family is is, is tight with with yeah. the Usos, man. So. Man, oh shit! I, 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 I ain't no, I ain't no saint either. I, I've done some dumb shit. Yeah, exactly. so, and, you know. and and this is this is and this is why I did point out this is this is something he has bounced back from before. Yeah. And I, I am one of those people who personally believes that relapse can be a part of recovery. Like at the end of the day, just because yeah. someone has fallen off the wagon doesn't mean the wagon has to keep going and leave them behind. Uh, and yeah. so I. Like I said, hopefully he gets the support he needs. Hopefully WWE, because WWE still has not released a statement on this yet. Hopefully they handle it with some tact and with some class. This is a company who interviewed Melanie Pillman the night after Brian Pillman died. This is the company that used uh, Road Warrior Hawks actual alcohol issues for storyline fodder. And so I, I there I think there are people who are rightfully worried that come Friday, Roman may have something to yep. say about this. Jay may have something to say about this. Someone might have something smart to say about this. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the way to go when with a such a, a sensitive subject like this. Especially. I was ask that. What yeah. are your thoughts on on making these kind of lot these uh, real world situation a storyline on TV? What how is that? Mm-hmm. Is that bad? Is that good? Is that it, okay? It depends. Like the, yeah, it depends on what it is. Um, I can easily see it. It's funny. My best friend and I were just talking about that. I can easily see this getting drug into the tribal chief 
you know, storyline as, you know, you're making the family look bad. We got to sit you down and get, you, you know, that kind of thing. I can easily see it happening. You have to be very careful when you're talking about situations like this, though. Mm. And I'll just speak from personal experience. From 16 to 25, I was a functioning alcoholic, meaning that I could not function if I did not drink. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was 16 and it started. So I went from 130 pounds when I was 23, dropped down to 96 pounds. I was in the hospital for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way that people are with coffee, that's how I was with alcohol. I was a straight A student living in a Caribbean family with a bunch of Christians. It was just a mess. So when you get to the point where you're tired, that's when you start to make some changes. When you're dealing with a publicly syndicated program like WWE, though, you have to be careful when you bring certain things up because it can be triggering for other people. And you don't want that to send anybody else spiraling. So if it's a situation where Jimmy gets off the TV for a while, and then he comes back and they kind of bring it into storyline of him having to get himself together for the betterment of the family, something like that. It will be a whole lot smoother than a couple of days after the incident. You yeah. bring this up in the storyline. So, but also this is the company who kept the show going after someone fell from the skyline. So, I yep. mean, no, and you just never know. And if we're, if we're bringing up more recent uh, examples, it they it almost seems impossible for WWE to run a, a significant storyline with Jeff Hardy without bringing up his struggles to the point where I it has to be Jeff Hardy who is giving the okay on this thing, and that's why it's sort of a it has to be a case by case basis because if if yeah. Jimmy if Jimmy is not at the point where he's fully recovered and he's still falling off the wagon, then now is not the time to keep poking at the fact that he's exactly. he's in recovery. But it, when you take something like uh, a good example is Charlotte Flair and Paige. They had a brief exchange about Charlotte's dead brother that apparently Charlotte okayed. And Charlotte said, yeah, absolutely go for it. That That's fine. I personally, I didn't like it. But if the performers are okay with it, mm-hmm. and every then and then there is this this blending that is allowed to take place. It's it, it it's in the same way that wrestlers have to kind of trust each other with their bodies. I feel like now we are getting into the point where kind of wrestlers have to trust each other with their truth. Sometimes you can bring the truth into a storyline. Sometimes you can't, and it's not going to be a hard and fast rule. I, what do you think, Tom, of the when you kind of blend reality into into storyline like this? I think that's up to the performer. Mm-hmm. how they want to portray that and if they are okay with it like you said then uh, okay yep. you know it may be the way they deal with it is to uh attack it head on mm-hmm. and 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 you know i can see where kinesia is coming from like if if the fans out there because i'm reading here through t- twitch that if some people don't understand that that's mm-hmm. real real world problems and they're mm-hmm. just seeing it storyline that could be a trigger you know yeah. but mm-hmm. at the same time you know not everybody's a smart fan you know not so yeah i it's i'm on i'm on 50 50 i how we can yep. flow with this i don't know which one is right which one is wrong yeah well it's it from a performance mm-hmm. performers uh perspective from my perspective i if the performer says okay he, yeah. he wants he's okay with it you know, um, yeah. uh, and, and, and I mean, we, we do have to kind of point out the fact that it also depends on the audience. I mean, WWE, they do try to gear towards kids. Whereas if you look at AEW right now, shout out to the people in the, the chat that have also brought this up. A- one of AEW's most interesting storylines right now is the fact that Hangman Page is kind of becoming a problem drinker. 
Like over the past year, they have made sure to keep a, a glass of whiskey in Hangman Page's hand at any any point. And if you're watching Being the Elite, if you're watching any of the YouTube series, it's starting to become like a hey, is is Hangman Page depressed? Like they're having this, they're trying to have this conversation about it. Now, I from what we can tell, it's all storyline. This is all completely fake, but it doesn't change the fact that while we're talking about J, you know Jimmy Uso struggling yeah. with these issues off screen, they have Hangman Page on another company dealing with these issues on screen, and so it, it yeah. it's hard to it's hard to make a fast rule. That's why I think we keep ending up on this this fifty fifty because. If the yeah. if the storyline's good enough, the storyline's good enough. And if it's if it's a case like Hangman Page, you know, faking it, doing the whole Dean Martin thing where he's got a glass of apple juice in his hand, but we're supposed to, you know, pretend that it's whiskey, then that's theater. Good on him. But, but you also have to remember the companies that you're dealing with. We yeah. all know that WWE has a history of overdoing every damn thing. So mm. it can easily become uncomfortable. Like with 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 um Adam, it's like it's it's almost cute. You want to protect yeah. him. You like yep. you know. Are you okay? You know. Yep. I mean, he has the face of an angel, so that's already one thing. So it makes you <laughs> want to care about him. But then, I mean, Jimmy does too. Let's not you know he does yeah. too. But I think it's the company, how it's done, where yeah. that person is in in the recovery. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I think a lot of factors can either make it a perfect storm or a big ass mess. So it just right. depends on how it's done. Yeah. I was and, I was thinking something. I just thought about something. Uh that you remember the Dave Chappelle show mm-hmm. his show back in in a, in the ter- uh early 2000s and he uh he made a comment about it in one of the interviews. I think it was on Oprah that uh you know, it, back then it was cool, it was fine. He was just doing the skits and everybody was loving it but when he thinks about it now it he said what was he said he said it was so uh socially irresponsible or what like yeah. the way he would portrayed some of the things i, th- I think or Im- i forgot how he said it socially irresponsible or like no yeah because he didn't he didn't he didn't have control over the impact that Chappelle's show had yeah. like i i kind of under i I, I don't I want, I want to say I understood this, but I witnessed this firsthand because I went to a, a school, a high school that was like 90 percent white. And you had uh-huh. kids doing Tyrone the crackhead. You had kids yeah. doing games. You had kids really like taking some some stuff that they should not, especially at like the age of 15, should not be fucking around with. And so, that's that's what Chappelle was sh- seeing all over the place. Right. So I, but the reason why I brought that up is because uh, mm-hmm. Kanisha brought up the hangman with the beer in his hand all the yep. time and and it made me i'm like uh, okay so this is what we're betraying and people are asking this they can't tell what's real and what's not mm-hmm. so uh maybe uh maybe with the whole jimmy uso deal if they just the thought of them making a storyline and how they portray that mm-hmm. they have to be very uh careful um yeah I, yep. so now i you know i don't know it's like this is how how you put it out how you yep. betray that and if 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 Jimmy wasn't in such a prominent position in this this Roman Reigns head of the table storyline, it would be a different conversation. But like right now, the Roman Reigns Uso stuff is what's kind of keeping SmackDown afloat at the moment. Like there's not a, like there's some there's some interesting stuff going on on SmackDown, but the meat and potatoes of it is Roman, Paul Heyman, and the Usos. And They're going to have to address it in some it, some exactly. kind of way. It's going to have to be addressed whether he you know injured and has yep. to go you know something's going to be done especially yeah. now that wwe is getting ramifications behind it yeah. yep. so i don't know I and don't know. 
And to be fair, the first Jeff Hardy WWE title reign was in the wake of, of him kind of getting getting back on track and getting recovered in, in 2008. And so this, I mean, this story could be the biggest strength that Jimmy Uso gets over the next six months. It could also completely derail him. It, it, it partially depends on how WWE deals with it. And it also depends on how Jimmy deals with it and how Jimmy, you know, right. kind of responds mm-hmm. to this wake-up call. Because uh, it... it WWE is about to go back on the road, and right now their big the big storylines they have are Roman, the head of the table, and then Bobby Lashley taking on every former world champion that Raw has right now. Uh, and is that so, a good storyline? Is that a big storyline? It's it? it's the biggest storyline on Raw, and Raw is gonna have to. Like, I'm not look. I'm I, I'm with you. It I. <laughs> There's a lot on Raw that's not working right now. Drew McIntyre's whole Scottish nationalist history lesson thing is is a little, it, it's boring. I don't know. It's it's but Bobby Lashley is being treated as I mean more dominant than a lot of WWE champions have. I mean he gets to, he's only faced former world champions. He's allowed to kind of have this this aura that like, I don't know. I feel like WWE champions don't usually have, they're usually kind of in the middle of a storyline or they're in the middle of some, whereas like this Bobby, like, I don't know where it's going with his match with Kofi Kingston, but it feels like it's, it's building to something big for Lashley. Let me tell you what Bobby Lashley better do. Hmm. He better shake the hand of every single one of them ladies that they bring out. That's what made people care. Yep. He brought out the booty. We was like, okay. I was gonna say, it, <laughs> and and he might have to shake MVP's hand, as people pointed out after sure. after uh, it, they debuted Bobby's. Uh, uh, I don't know how to, how to put it. His 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 gang of ladies. Ever since they they brought in his 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 party posse, that they did a similar thing when Bobby Lashley was champion uh, in, in mm-hmm. Impact, and so yep. it, it when MVP was also kind of managing Bobby Lashley, and so it does kind of feel like MVP knows how to. You bring the ladies out. Yeah, you bring out Bobby Mays. I mean, honestly, Bobby Lashley to me is very, very boring. And that's okay. just, he's, I mean, he's big, he's powerful. Yeah, he starts to talk and I'm like, all right, he's yep. very boring. So you have to put him with someone like MVP, put that wild factor in there with the ladies. That's what really made people care about his reign because honestly, I didn't give a shit. No, but I, here's my problem. I agree with you, but I also think he's the most, as boring as he is, he's the most interesting WWE champion Raw has had in a while. <laughs> like, Drew McIntyre's reign with the title had it ended weird with the whole Miz situation. Yeah. Had Ran- Randy Orton kind of taking it from him in the He never really got any kind of momentum. And then before that, it was, uh, who did Drew McIntyre win it? I think it was, it was Brock, wasn't it? He beat Brock for it. And so Brock... Yeah, and and Brock's reigns are always too long, and he's never there long enough for there to be any moment. And so this is like the first time Raw has had like a dominant champion who, yes, it's not because he's Lashley, it's because of all of the women he's surrounded with, but he feels cooler than <laughs> than The Miz. He feels cooler than Brock Lesnar. Because like, don't you, Brock Lesnar's whole thing was doing something goofy, like dancing with the Money in the Brief ba- uh, Money in the Bank briefcase, and then that turns into a gift for like two weeks. Then he finds something, you know, then he dances again or he like, you know, mocks Keith Lee and then they they have another gift to run on for two weeks. But with Lashley, there's, you know, there's a presence there. And yes, it's not it's not Lashley's, but it's it is. Because <laughs> it, I'm like with Brock Lesnar, with Brock Lesnar, like, you don't even though he's married to Sable, which to me still blows my mind. Mm. I don't know how that happened. You just don't think 
you know, Brock Lesnar and the bitches. Like you just yeah. don't put that together. But when you put Bobby Lashley <laughs> with MVP and the bitches, it's like, yeah, this is kind of smooth. Like it was it, without the women. I don't know how I, I, I really don't know if the investment would still be there without MVP. Or the women. I am, I am going to bring up the, the the list of the past few WWE champions just because you have brought up a point that I I it was it was what I was trying to verbalize and I haven't been able to to really figure out yet. Bobby Lashley might be the first WWE champion in years that fucks that that I actually <laughs> is a sexual creature. Uh, Damn. No, because like let me let's, let's let's go back. Let's go back here. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Then we had the Miz, who I he, he's got that kind of robot thing. You got Drew McIntyre, who he looks like a painting. I don't know. You know, it maybe you know maybe maybe McIntyre has that vibe. I don't know. I but, you know give him a run okay. around the room. Okay. Hey, I take it back hey, then. Hey, relax. You, you said <laughs> you wanted the heat. Then. You said you wanted the heat. Here we are. Hey, hey, hey. I take it back. <laughs> no, I'm yep, okay. no, I take, I take, take I, I take it back. McIntyre, McIntyre was the last champion that 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 probably fucked. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then Kofi before that. I it's it's a very I don't know. WWE is a very sexless product in the like 2010s. <laughs> I mean, when you really think, well, because you have to remember they their first distribution was Coliseum Video, which was technically a porn company like wwe was one of the few non-porn things that coliseum video <laughs> distributed um and so there there has to you know there there needs to be that that testosterone for lack of a that's, better that's 100 hilarious yeah <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh boy Oh See? boy! This is what oh. you asked for. Here this we go. Hey, yep. hey, now we're hey, now we're truly. I like it. Let's, the let's keep going. <laughs> but uh, yep, WWE. They're going back on the road. They've got Lashley. They've got Roman, and then they've got NXT, which is holding the Great American Bash tonight. NXT is a, a, they've kind of cooled off. Like even the ratings haven't really recovered since they started fighting with AEW for Wednesday nights. They moved them to Tuesdays. Kanisha, what? How? Where are you at with NXT right now? Because I feel like they got some good pieces, but it's just very cold at the moment. It hurts me to say this, but I couldn't care less about NXT right now. Yeah. And I, the reason why I say that is because I was a humongous NXT mark. Like yep. every house show, I was there. Mm -hmm. um, there are elements that I care about. I think bringing Joe back in and like Hit Row, things like yep. that, that kind of give that freshness is bringing people back into it, but for a while, they just had a bunch of empty storylines. Mm -hmm. And NXT was known for giving you that engaging storyline. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what the hell happened? I don't know yeah. what what changed, but I do feel like they're changing back. I also feel like they it had a lot to do with a lot of the controversy that was still there. Yep. A lot of the people that was still there, them trying to save face with a lot of the crap that was going on backstage to where mm -hmm. it kind of stifled a lot of what they were doing um i think if they continue this road with like hit row and and bringing these newer people and putting them in the forefront that you we really didn't have that prior indie knowledge of like some of the other people that are in hit row other than um shay strickland mm -hmm. or swerve whatever you want to call them so i think that's where they're they're shining for me uh mm -hmm. joe of course joe can do no wrong him and that one dimple he, every time he's on tv i care Mm -hmm. So I think if they keep on that pace, they're going to kind of get back to where they were with the fans. I don't know about the ratings, which I don't really care about ratings because they're on TV. I mean, they're doing better than me. 
I, so. I, I, yeah, like that's the thing is I can't, the ratings we kind of use, I, I, I think I speak for a lot of wrestling journalists in this way, because of the fact that Twitter is such a small portion of fans, we can only get so many reactions. Whereas with, mm-hmm. with ratings, this is at least the traditional way we've been able to gather the metric. And according to the ratings, people just, they're not tuning into NXT the way they were. And I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Like Isaiah Swerve Scott, I feel like the minute they, the former Shane Strickland, the minute they had, uh, they realized he was popular, that belt went on him and they like, they seem to actually capitalize on his popularity. And mm-hmm. that as a fan, as someone that's been kind of like watching hit row form, I'm like, this is, this makes me, it actually rewards me instead of like Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole spending months, not fighting over the NXT championship. You know, like they were, they were, yes, it's a blood feud, but I feel like NXT is very good at, at keeping the NXT title out of the main event to the point where like, it felt like the whole show was in a holding pattern while they were waiting yeah. for, for Kerry and Cross to recover from that injury. Like they had so many, it felt like it was, they were going to build that brand around Kerry and Cross come hell or high water. And when he got injured, they were like, uh, we don't know what to do. We're going to, um, Finn Balor's going to be the champion. Like, if he was a spice, he would be flour. Like, he is so dull to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I can't connect it, even with Scarlett. Is, you know, she's cute. Like, yeah. I just, I don't feel it. And if, I feel like with NXT, what happened is that they stopped, they, they started to lose the payoff. Yeah. The payoff factor. Because NXT was the payoff brand. Like, you knew yeah. that this storyline was going to go somewhere, that at the end of it, your head was going to be blown off. Even if the title didn't change something was going to happen to where you felt like there was a payoff for us watching this for six months. You know what I'm saying? The same storyline for six months. Now it's just like an empty, it's like working me up for nothing. Yeah. And that's where they're losing people. I I think you make a very good point because like there is a, uh, there is a hollowness to it. There is a, there isn't that substance that I feel like NXT used to have, like their tag division, I think is, is Mm -hmm. getting there. I think the, the, formal rascals msk have really done a good job of of keeping the tag division interesting for lack of a better term uh i like the the new focus they're putting on guys like kushida and so now you're getting matches Mm -hmm. like kushida and kyle o'reilly having a rematch of their their wrestle kingdom classic like there are some there are some some little lights in there i mean hell they've got an entire stable that's run by malcolm bivens i should be i should be running (laughs) up and down the street with a with a flag of malcolm bivens face going finally he's on tv thank god for the diamond mine but i just i don't get it's not it's not there there's like a better Oh, no, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. with, with a guy like Malcolm Bivens, uh, you know, there's so much that you could have done done with that in the build to it. But nonetheless, he's on TV and that's what that's the <laughs> important thing. Um, but it does it, it, it does feel like they they just kind of keep the storylines moving. And and all of WWE is like that right now. Like we're on how many matches between Bailey and Bianca Belair? We have had how many matches between Randy Orton and or uh it just it just feels like every feud keeps going until they can they can get people out in front of fans. And when you you look at what AEW's done, yes, they have a little bit more access to fans than WWE did, but they've really developed things over the past mm-hmm. year. I mean, when they did that farewell to Jacksonville last week, you got the sense that like the company was sort of built over the course of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like they had a lot of things in place before 2020, but it was the pandemic that like AEW kind of defined its its presence almost. 
Bahamas Island listeners. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out, and then we get into our 20s and our 30s, and we start to notice those first signs of hair loss. Oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald, but thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair with keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home, and start now. That's right. They make it easy, and they deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits. And and also, they have the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but you've never tried them for this price. Again, you have to start while you still have hair left to save, and treatments can typically take between four to six months, so it's important to act fast. And if you want that first month free, go to Keeps.com backslash Tama. That's right, Keeps.com backslash Tama for your first month free. Head on over to Keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. And so to see that they've they've done that much in that what 16 months or however long lockdown was and NXT still kind of feels like the same show that it's been for the past year that doesn't that doesn't help NXT when it's being compared to to something that has that much narrative momentum that has that much has so much payoff that sometimes you're missing you're going from mm-hmm. one payoff to the next and sometimes you you end up missing it I don't I I don't know it's getting it's it definitely it feels like it feels like all of WWE needs that shot of fans actually in the building because like once yeah. W because yeah. that was that was the fun of WWE for the past few years was like hearing fans not want to get on board you know trying like for lack of a better term watching fans try to hijack the show sometimes they would sometimes <laughs> they wouldn't and that was the battle WWE versus the fans that was the rivalry yeah. and I'm I'm ready for that rivalry to continue I don't know, did you am I am I completely wrong there or is that that it does feel like WWE and the fans have this like adversarial role that's been missing since since the, the pandemic started. It was great. It was it fantastic. Was, you know it, how happy I would be going to a, a WWE show with a freaking Bullet Club shirt on and yep. daring them to ta- yep. tell me to take it off. That was fun. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 like the closest you get to like creative justice. Because like I, there are lots of TV shows I don't like, but I've never seen them put in front of a, a hostile live mm-hmm. audience. Whereas like with WWE, even if you don't like it, you can still kind of enjoy the fact that like there's a lot of people in the, the stands that clearly don't like it either. And so like even the pe- even the people that weren't having a good time were having a good time. That's the and beauty I, of house shows, especially yep. house shows are the best. I, mm. I, I always I don't care what what promotion it is. Yep. House shows are the best because you have the intimacy with the with the performers. They can hear you. All that production is there. You can heckle them. I remember it was after the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you guys came to Raleigh. Uh, Tama, uh, New Japan came to Raleigh. And I was in the second row and he <laughs> hurt his back. And I just kept yelling at him, get up, get up. <laughs> and he was like, who said that? And I was like, it was me, shut up. <laughs> like, it was just, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but I had the blue box. Yeah. yeah and so that that intimacy is what's missing for mm-hmm. WWE, especially because, you know, they're a company you love to hate and they love to get your money to hate them and they need that back. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely. It, and you bring up a good point, though, because like it's it's not just WWE that's been dealing with this. Like we said, AEW's had access to fans. And so they've been able to like get those reactions. They've been able to get people shouting at the wrestlers, even if sometimes it's their own wrestlers in the front row. just <laughs> bring up shit. Like they still have that interaction. Like, I feel like that's kind of what a lot of people are having trouble with, with not just New Japan, but a lot of Japanese wrestling right now, because it's clap only, you know, you, you only get the claps and we're used to hearing like the, the, the one fan that's in like the back corner yelling, Naito, you know, like they, because they were waiting for that kind of intimacy to return to the, the, the Japanese shows. Am I right? Cause like Tama, yeah, you, yeah. like, especially places like Korokin where like the fans are right on top of you in some places like that, oh, yeah. that intimacy kind of fuels the, the whole thing. The Okada lady is my favorite. I just want to say that. The lady who shouts Okada, yeah. she's uh. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Ross. Yeah, it's the intimacy. We talk about that on, on the island a lot, and yep. I, that's what I, I miss that. We just, it's getting there. It's it's yep. the whole clapping thing. It, it's strange. Uh, we were even thinking, like, give them signs that say boo on it, yep. you know? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I was I was playing with that app you guys had like at the early stage of the pandemic when you had the, the yay boo clap app. It's driving my girlfriend crazy because it's like 3 a.m. and I'm like clapping on my phone. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I I well I want that back, man. I, mm. I I love the 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 connection with the fans. I I thrive on that, especially um, on house shows here in America, man. It's just different too mm-hmm. uh, performing for the American fans because they. They're wild, man. <laughs> you're not, you're not kidding, man. American fans, we we have we're creative. Let's put it that way. A lot of creative, creative chants. I've heard a lot of. Uh, although I shout out to the British fans, they they rival Weird oh, Al yeah. for their ability to just find a song and slip a wrestler <laughs> in there. Uh, I think I think the one that was really when when they finally did "Hey, We Want Some Bailey," that was when I was like, right, they are absolutely they're digging deep with some of these songs. That was a good one. Not, I've already cursed enough. I'm not going to tell you what the song they're parodying is. You can look it up for yourself. But uh, it's "Hey, We Want Some Blank." Uh, but yeah, it that as as like people get back on the road, AEW. This in fact. Tomorrow night, AEW is going to be in Miami for Road Rager because they're going to be they're going to be back and touring, and that that's going to be an interesting thing to see because AEW, I think they've got as as John from from Jimmy's Famous said last week, they've got a very loyal audience, but they've been in Jacksonville for so long that like what happens when they aren't when they're the away team? Because like yes, I think the fans are going to be for most of the stuff. But because they've been in their own town for a full year and have been able to condition these fans and have been able to really keep them along for the ride, it's going to be interesting to see what works in Jacksonville and what works mm-hmm. in the rest of of the the country. Because we're kind, it's kind of back to that territory mindset of are we are we going to be have to do the same stuff we did in Jacksonville that we do in Miami? And once we get to Texas, what what are we going to have to do then? It seems like it's going to get very uh, very hectic. I don't know, Kanisha. What do you kind of think of of where? AEW's at with their fans because like they've got a lot of 
diehard loyal fans, but as as John said last week, it's not the most accessible fan base. It's it's the fan base that wants you to know every detail. They want you to watch every BTE, and so it might bring back the casual now that they you know it's like they're in town for one night and their friends can be like no no you gotta just you gotta come with me and check out this check out this show they may have to they may have to get casual again i think they kind of remind me of nxt how they were with full sale mm-hmm. you remember the the full sale crowd special it was a yes, fun time right. though yeah um but it was that intimacy because that like it was like you're the baby like Y- y'all are ours. So, of mm-hmm. course, Jacksonville is going to have that that special connection. I think for AEW, they're, unfortunately, they're going to have to lean a lot on Kenny, Cody, and the Bucks again. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think, do I think they can do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I, no, I don't know. You're bringing up I a fan. I think, especially comparing it to Full Sail, is perfect because, like, you've got a guy like Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger, mm-hmm. who was a case where at Full Sail, he was the biggest thing ever. Like, if you judged his reaction by just the Full Sail audience, that guy was going to be Crazy. NXT champion for 10 years. Like, they loved mm-hmm. him. Then, when you get to the main roster, same with guys like Heavy Machinery, some people are into it and some people know it from NXT, but a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They need that. They need that readjustment, and and I I'm I'm curious to see if 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 AEW is able to do the same show that they do in Jacksonville in Miami, and I I doubt they're going to. I think you're right. They have to rely on guys like Kenny, Cody, the Bucks. They get easy reactions real quick. Like you, all they have to do is bring Anthony a go go, and I'm gonna buy a ticket. Exactly, exactly. And all you know, they've got they've got Hangman Page that people love. They got Jungle Boy who is on the rise, and so there are, there are plenty of people they can use, but. The people that get that reaction are going to be Cody. It's going to be Kenny. It's going to be the Bucks. Whether it's positive, whether it's negative, it's not going to matter. Those are the guys that are going to get those, get yeah. the big reaction, then put them, put them with whoever the hometown, the hometown exactly. favorite is. They've it, they've been doing some good stuff. I mean, like the the road to getting back on tour is is very interesting. It's going to be Andrade's first match. He's going to be facing Matt Seidel. He's also promising a. Uh, a surprise. We don't know what the surprise is yet, but Andrade is promising a surprise at some point. It sounds like, mm. um, whether it's this week or weeks to come, who knows? But he's he's teasing a little bit. Uh, they've got the Bucks are are in the Bucks that are going to be on tour are not going to be the Bucks that were on tour in 2019 in the early part of 2020, and so that's going to be a new thing because like. When last time AEW was touring, the Bucks were, you know, the hometown tag team. Everyone's ready for them to rebuild tag team wrestling. And now it's a year later and they are annoying. They're yeah, I mean, as as we've called them, they're they're kind of the, the cocaine cowboys, righteous gemstones, <laughs> you know, rock star era. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see how the the live crowds react to this version of the Bucks and how they react to this version of, of Cody. Cause I don't I don't know if these are gonna be the Bucks that are going to be able to come out at the end of the show and give away turnbuckles. They might need Moxley to do that. They might need Eddie Kingston to do that. Cause I mean Eddie Kingston's becoming their like their big baby face right now. If you really look at at the the reactions people are getting. I mean, Tom, have you been kind of, especially yeah. after uh, I think it was last week when Eddie Kingston cut that promo about WWE? Like he's he's starting to he's starting to get that 
He's striking that self, man. He's feeling, stone he's feeling cold solid. Yeah, you, uh-huh. Kanisha took the words right out of my mouth. I think they want Moxley to be their stone cold, but Eddie Kingston it's is Eddie Kingston. He's stone cold through and through right now. He can do no wrong. Um, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be real interesting. I mean, especially they're going to be in Queens. They're going to have Eddie Kingston as the hometown hero at Arthur Ashe stadium. That's going to be a big ass. I, I real, I hope they get Sonny Kiss involved at Arthur Ashe stadium. I just feel like the history involved with that would be phenomenal. That's like having Jay-Z come into Madison square garden. Oh man. Eddie Kingston. That's crazy. I saw oh there was a, a thing the other day about like famous concerts at Madison Square Garden. There was one that was like Beastie Boys and Run DMC at Madison Square Garden. That's gonna be that's gonna be the show. That's gonna be Eddie Kingston at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's gonna be nuts. Um, but it, it it's definitely and now not only is AEW getting back on the road, New Japan just finished up their Kazuna Road tour. And so we've got a lot of direction for summer struggle. It's looking like Bullet Club's gonna be going for those junior that junior heavyweight uh, championship after winning the junior tag titles. I, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of real interesting interesting directions for for the the wrestling world. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, but but we if we're gonna if we're gonna really be talking about it, we got talk if we're gonna talk about the wrestling world, we got to talk about resurgence. We got to talk about the fact that new Japan is not only coming back to California for resurgence, new Japan strong is going to have uh, fans for a taping the, the Monday afterwards. And so new Japan is really starting to, to make, make all those moves they made over the course of the pandemic, building new Japan strong as a brand. It's looking like those moves are ready to ready to pay off. Y'all are about to cash in on some, it sounds like, uh, based on some of the the Thomas Island subscribers, that the the strong tapings already pretty much sold out. You can't, you can maybe get some some obstructed view, but that's that's going to be packed up. Uh, Resurgence is selling pretty well as they announce more matches. I'm sure they will be uh, those tickets will move a little heavier. But man, Jay White, David Finley, that's going to be the 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 first match announced for the Never Open Weight Championship. A lot of history there. I see Kanisha Kanisha rolling her eyes. The, the announcement. I didn't say a word. I let Ross do his spiel. I didn't say <laughs> anything. He said well, Jay White. Said I, all. Yeah. My eyes said nothing. Just, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> What's up? What's up with you and Jay White? What's going on? Okay. I don't hate the guy. Okay. okay. I don't hate the guy. I, I met him. He's nice, just just as handsome as he wants to be. I just want him the hell out of Bullet Club. That's all. My, that's it. Ooh. And until that happens, I fuck him. That's just me. I'm sorry. Oh. Wow. I know. I know. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah. Hey, that's what that's what we're here for. That's what we're. Yeah. That's that's that that we're here to stir the shit. I and, just, and I'm and I'm a shit stir. Like yep. if, if one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna stir it. So hell my yeah. thing is like, and, and it's not just because I, I'm a Tama girl. I am, but at the same time, like if like come on really <laughs> jay white like come really Tama. i know that's your boy white. i mean ain't nothing wrong with jay white but it's something wrong with jay white because i mean is this about bullet club or is this about jay white and that's always been my conversation is everything that he does to me as as a, a hearty bullet club fan it looks more like it's for jay white as opposed to for Bullet Club, how you know what I'm saying? Do mm-hmm. I feel like recently, over the last couple of months, do I see kind of like a brotherhood thing trying to form? Allegedly, kinda, I guess. 
I'm still not going to be off his ass until he's no longer the front man. And that's just me being honest. Um, but that's always been my gripe. I just, it just looks more like the, because it, it puts me in the same mind frame as Kenny Omega did. You know, just that, mm-hmm. is it about you or is it about the team? And I'm a team player. And that's always mm-hmm. how it's been. You know, he's, he's a great singles competitor. I absolutely love him away from Bullet Club. 100%. But <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just pay for the stuff. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> That ha- if if there's one thing uh, I I don't think I don't think anyone would would fault you for call for saying Jay White ain't humble. The man uh, the man is definitely the, he definitely knows that the he's a blue chip prospect in many people's eyes, and I think that I mean Thomas uh, not humble either. Thomas not a humble guy, but mm. at the same time, if we all know this, you're not humble. Um, I just I I really feel like that. Fire and Squad, that was the time. Like that, Tama holding the flag, what? Just mm-hmm. talking reckless all the time, what? Mm-hmm. I need that guy back. I want his Twitter account to be reactivated. That was <laughs> oh. my guy. <laughs> oh, she wants you, she wants you to start some yeah. fires. Yeah, it was fun because I was. Oh shit! I'm just saying, you wanted the heat. I'm gonna give you the fire. So what we gonna do? (laughs) Oh, okay. I got you. I got Mm -hmm. you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what to say right now. So um, let's keep it (laughs) moving. Let's we'll 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 keep on we'll keep on keeping on because it does. For for once, I'm 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 lost words right now. Lost words. You're welcome. Oh. Oh man, I'm a mumble. Tom, Thomas oh. Island, Thomas I'm Island right, history right, now, right here. <laughs> oh no, he's oh you've turned him into a SoundCloud rapper. Well, oh, no. <laughs> get on get on Bandcamp at least. They give you a fair cut of they give you a fair cut of the money. Uh, but no, let, since we're since we're talking about about groups, we're talking about team players. Kanisha, you are kind of the ultimate team player right now because you're you're behind the scenes pulling some strings making making stuff happen for a group known that i i, I think a lot of wrestling fans might uh know shane taylor promotions stp in ring of honor and elsewhere like they started as a, a kind of ring of honor thing but now shane taylor has has branched out into the independent scene is kind of making it a, a catch-all fight team uh, tell us, tell us more about the work you've been doing, doing with Shane Taylor and the the Sons of Savagery and everyone over at STP. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Basically, I am the lioness of the lions. So uh, everything that he has ideas about, we're going to go back and forth about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out the best way to get it, you know, across to the people. This is a group of guys who really live and breathe brotherhood and bringing up any and everyone that they touch, whether it's an opponent, or whether you're a part of the camp. If you've seen, especially their matches on the independent circuit, um, at the end of every match that Shane Taylor has, he grabs that mic, 
And he's not only going to cuss you out, he's going to build you right back up and say, I see something in you for you to even be my opponent. So what are you going to see in their cell, in yourself? So that is what Shane Taylor Promotions is all about. They're not for everybody, but they're for everybody, if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, of course, Shane and uh, Khan and Moses, who are the Sons of Savagery. Mm-hmm. They are the six-man tag champions for Ring of Honor right now. Uh, those two guys are fantastic. Uh, they started with MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling. They were the tag team champions there. Um, I was going to say, MCW is kind of a little hotbed. Like, there's been a, f- a bunch of people coming out of the, the Maryland wrestling scene over the past, like, few years. That, because, that yeah. I don't know what it is about the, the formula they have over there, but they birthed some stars. Yeah. And they birthed some beautiful stars. Um, but those two guys have kind of been a, a, a kept quiet secret until they really got hooked up with Shane, which is, is amazing to see them on the platform that they have because people get to see them work. For guys their size and their build, because Moses is kind of a bigger guy, mm-hmm. works crazy, and, and him and Khan complement each other perfectly. Um, they they both started in, in uh, MCW kind of, you know, in their own mm-hmm. waves and things, but when they tag team, when they got together, it just pulled the best out of both of them, and then tag, tagging with someone like Shane that knows how to pull the best out of everyone, it made them an unstoppable force, so they have their match uh, on the 11th. Yep. It's Dalton Castle, Dak Draper, and Eli Isom, yeah, they, they're yeah. on the they're on the main show as well, it's not a, not a as good as the pre-show is they're on the they're on the main show defending those six-man titles they have been they've been very dominant i mean shane taylor it seemed like last year he was he was this close to like the the ring of honor title and that's kind of where and it, it almost feels like that's where this the shane taylor promotions like him really going full hard into it came from was the fact that he didn't feel like he was getting a fair shake from ring of honor mm-hmm. and so now he's kind of he's trying to carve his own path so to 100%. speak 100 percent 100%. It's basically taking the bull by the horns himself. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard the whole thing of grabbing the brass ring. No, he's going to make the ring. He's going to completely make the brass ring for himself. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the catalyst to say, okay, if y'all don't want to see me do it, I'm going to do it myself. And it's been amazing to see. Like, I, I think Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor is one thing. Mm-hmm. Shane Taylor Promotions on the indie circuit, yeah. completely different beast. Completely different beast. And I personally want to see SOS and G.O.D. I don't know who I have mm. to talk to about that, but that's my pick. Hey, you know what? What is it? What is it? Uh, President Obari said we're in the dreams business. We're in the dreams in the business, dreams Tama. Business, maybe yes, we are. Maybe one of these days. But it, I think the the way that Shane Taylor Promotions have kind of made a made headway in Ring of Honor just goes to show that like they. This is a company that like feels like they're taking chances on people again, so to speak. Like right now, they've got the television title on on Tony Deppen, who, if you've been following the independent scene for the past, I don't know, like three or four years, he's one of those guys that people have always said, "How is this guy not in a major promotion? How is this guy not signed? How is this guy not working somewhere?" Well, now he's the Ring of Honor television champion. So clearly, <laughs> someone has bet on this guy. They got yeah. they, they've got Rush and Bandito fighting for the world championship, and so they I I feel like they have a better lucha presence than any of the other North American promotions right now. MLW yeah. is is making some inroads in that area, but like I think they blow WWE and AEW out of the water when it comes to like actual lucha libre representation. I'm not talking like Latin American. I'm talking stri- specifically lucha libre, and uh, you know they they had uh, the partnership with CMLL and however that went, but it it does feel like they have a 
they have a bit more of a mixed bag of a product. Like, because you, you get the Lucha matches, you get the pure division that has been kind of giving people that pure sports feel. And then you got, you know, the, the kind of classic Ring of Honor, for lack of a better term, work rate action that mm-hmm. people know and love. It After navigating the bubble and everything, they might be on the come up with this this next, you know, few months as they as they start to bring fans back. I mean, it's like you, this, this Saturday, they're going to have fans in Baltimore, Maryland. They're going to have, you know... Mm-hmm people really getting to see the work they've put in over the past year. I mean, have you been able to, like, I, I know you're working with Shane Taylor promotion specifically, but have you, have you had any interaction with ring of honor with the, how things are kind of being run over there at the moment? No, um, okay. I have not just yet crossing fingers, no, yeah, um, but I'll say one thing about ring of honor, especially bringing the fans back because those, those people get to work the indie circuits. Mm-hmm. which just didn't stop at all during the pandemic, no. just did not fucking stop. Um, it allowed people to get invested in, in people who probably they wouldn't care about that if it was just a mm-hmm. regular Ring of Honor thing going on. But that, to me, I think that's what's keeping them afloat. The fact that they're able to get out and touch the fans in that indie circuit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the inner workings too much just yet, except for what I'm supposed to know. Yep. You know, but hey, if this is the, the company who's going to take chances on on the folk that people looked over, I'm going to ride with them until I can't no more. So Absolutely. No, and, it, and it does speak to the state of the American Indies that not only is Ring of Honor bringing back fans, Slammiversary, Impact Wrestling, they're going to have fans. MLW is welcoming back fans, I believe, this weekend mm-hmm. to Philadelphia. And the true canary in the coal mine there to tell us all that everything's healthy and can breathe again Pro Wrestling Guerrilla PWG has announced that mm-hmm. they are going to be returning on August 1st. Not only are they returning, they're not going to tell you the card. It's going to be a complete mystery show because only PWG can come back after over a year and not do, do no announcement of a card whatsoever. And they're still probably going to sell out when tickets go on sale in a couple of weeks. Facts. Um, but it, it, you know, Ring of Honor has a lot of talent in PWG right now. The, mm-hmm. I believe the PWG champion is still Bandito, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there, yeah, there's a lot. I, Technically, the PWG tag champions are the NXT tag champions right now. That's how long PWG has been shut down. Their tag champions had time to get signed, get <laughs> developed, and win the tag team titles in NXT. Um, but it, it it definitely feels like things are things are getting getting back to back to normal. I don't know, Tama. Now that now that New Japan resurgence has been announced, now that New Japan Strong is coming back with fans, are you are you getting that like? Getting that feeling back of, of it, it might it might finally be time to to start causing some mayhem again. Uh, yes, and I just got my second shot today, so I'm really feeling hey, like hey. I, I, can party. <laughs> <laughs> I can really I can really work. You know, no, it's 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 good. I like yeah. it. New Japan uh, has kept the you know uh, the presence here and grown it during this whole time. You know, we're talking about. Uh, ROH and AEW, you know, building themselves during this pandemic. I think that's uh, something great that New Japan did too. Was with yep. New Japan of America, and now they're they're we're gonna see here uh, with their with their taping and resurgence. So mm-hmm. I I'm all for it. Well, I'm getting excited. Uh, like I said, I just got my shot. My arm is sore as shit right now, and <laughs> I can't lift it right now. But uh, I like yep. it. <laughs> you know, I'm no, it's done and over with. You're you're ready to party now. Tomorrow you're going to be laid out, and then the day after that you're going to be ready to climb a mountain. You're gonna it's <laughs> it, 
it goes that exact roller coaster. You're gonna have the <laughs> you're gonna have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows over the next thirty six. Uh, shit. <laughs> but uh, no, it is. <laughs> but that's that's life, and that's that's the road. Uh, that's the road we're on. But yeah, like I said, it sounds like New Japan Strong pretty much already sold out. There are still some tickets left for Resurgence, and uh, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hot summer, both literally and and emotionally. It's gonna be it's gonna be intense. <laughs> I'm sad about that strong selling out. I'm that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that, that hurt. It hurt, but it also it's like <laughs> a I it's a good hurt. It's, it's that hurt of hurt. like, yeah. oh man, and I'm glad they're I'm I'm I, I'm personally no. glad. No, and I <laughs> yes, no, it's the the selfish part of me, it's all it's all bad news. I can't I can't get in there, I can't get a good seat. But there is that part of me that has been watching New Japan Strong over the past year and is like because I, I I keep saying it on the podcast, I've said on the island, man, you get some fans in there, it's gonna be wild. Yeah. And uh, apparently a you know, a studio's worth of fans agree with me, and so I'm 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 interested to see what that'll that'll be. Definitely. I have an attitude about it, but I'll hold my <laughs> attitude to myself. <laughs> Don't giggle. That's not funny. No, it's snicker at. That's I'm not Thomas snickering at me. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were I thought you were yelling at me for just full blown no. laugh, laughing at your misery. It's um, his snicker because hey. he knows why I'm angry. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Wow! I don't want her yelling at me either, man. Oh, I get, it. I get it, I get it. No one, no one, no one wants anyone yelling at them on the. You're island. gonna get strictly professional, Kanisha, from now on. All professional. No. That's it. Too late. It's over. Well, oh, that's great. We'll find some ways we'll to see. drag it out of you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep poking, keep poking the bed. No, don't, don't. Uh. All right. Well, thank. I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone that was hanging out in the chat. If you're if you're a subscriber to the Thomas Island Twitch channel, you you were hanging out, chatting it up, giving us some some important context in there. Shout out to all the uh, the Thomas Island Patreon subscribers as well. Head on over to patreon.com backslash thomas island hit on that islander tier you can hang out at happy hour you can hang out at the other stuff that we're we're kind of cooking up as we as we move along here through this hot hot summer uh but also shout out shout out to all our sponsors tama where can people find you on uh, on the uh, on the interwebs you can see me on twitter at tama underscore tonga or on our instagram you can uh, see me at the good bad guy tama tonga hell yeah kenesha where can where can they find you if you want them to find you yeah, I guess it's uh, Lola L O L A <laughs> underscore B L U U on Twitter, and then on Instagram is just me lovely. No, yeah. and then I'm at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, Ross Berman Bandcamp for all your music. Thank you again for everyone hanging out, everyone who's listened, everyone who's subscribed. We will be we will be back next week, same Tama time, same Tama place. <laughs> I'm a week. Can you tell? Can you tell it's very hot in Chicago? My brain is going squirrely. Once it gets above ninety, I start making terrible puns. <laughs> all right, thanks, Ross. Kanisha, thank you. You guys enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next week. All right, peace. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama video versions of the podcast and much much more at patreon.com forward slash thomas island and visit at thomas island on instagram and twitter